Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of My Streaming Bubble. I'm your host, Jen, and in today's bubble, Jamie is back, virtually, to discuss the final season of the beloved series, Shit's Creek. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and keep streaming. Welcome back to another episode of My Streaming Bubble. I'm your host, Jen, and this is that podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Uh, joining me today via Zoom, my dear friend, Jamie, and she's back to talk about Shit's Creek Season 6, the last and final season. Hi, Jamie. Hi. This is like a very sad, but... I'm very excited to talk about it. It was a very sad season because it was the final season. It was. It. I found that this season, and especially like the finale, and definitely like certain episodes. This. I mean, overall, Dan Levy really knows how to balance the hilarious mm-hmm. and the soul crushing. <laughs> yeah. Where there was times where I'm like, I'm just, I'm crying. I'm like a blubbering mess. And then a second later, I'm just like laughing my ass off. He's very good at that. Yes. Yeah. There was definitely yep. a lot of like very strong emotional moments, but also very, like very big hilarity. Um, and then there was also some parts in which like my secondhand embarrassment got really bad. Like it was never as bad as it has been until this season. The incident. The incident was the worst. I... I, the first time I watched that episode, I thought about you because, I mean, I got, <laughs> I was just like, oh no, I was yeah, like, I hope really Jamie bad. made it, I hope she's okay. <laughs> it, I don't think I can watch that episode in its entirety, like ever. I'll just say that. <laughs> I watched it, there's parts of it that I love, but not, I can't, I can't. That and also like further down when um, the pitch, when Johnny and Stevie and Roland go and pitch their motel, that was a very hard mm-hmm. episode for me to watch too. Yeah. But I got through it. Yeah. I was very proud of Roland for yes. in, in that episode. So uh, just to kind of recap the uh, episode, the incident was where uh, David had an oopsie daisy while staying at Patrick's and then... Moira learned about Twitter and live streaming and, <laughs> and combining streaming. those two, your worst nightmare. So yeah. it ends up being yeah. something that David never learns about. Yeah. So I thought, and then, you know, of course, it's just to show an, another example of the links like Patrick will go <laughs> to protect him. He's like, he can never know about this. Yeah. You got to take it down and try to, you know, Kept him yeah. from social media and everything for at least those few hours until another celebrity said or did something. Yeah, but that it. never forgets. That's the <laughs> horror yeah. of it. Yeah, that one was very cringy, but funny. Yeah. Kind of sweet. There's like some sweet moments, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Mostly with Patrick, like, being like, okay, here's the sale. Mm-hmm. And so you mean you haven't taken it down yet? Do it now. Yeah, I'm not leaving until you do. <laughs> it's just like staring at Alexis. And she's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just oh, I'm taking my time. I suddenly I got to scroll slowly through my phone. <laughs> Speaking oh. of Alexis, yeah. her, her arc for this season and all around, still still absolutely my favorite, even though we see that in this season, um, her and Ted break it off. They they can't yeah. continue. Oh, so many tears. Yeah, it was really hard. But it was also so beautiful and so loving because it's, you know, I think in like what Dan Levy had said in like the after series special was that it's two people that like still love each other, but their yeah. lives are just going. And it was just so beautifully done. And Heart, or I was heartbroken for the characters, but I was also very happy for them that they just yeah, were able they, to handle that as well as they did. I mean, like, literally, like, his career path and her career path, like, it was just never going to me. Not with the way it was going. And for her, like, she, like, like she had previously made the decision to, like, 
sacrifice a little for their love, but it ended up being this like much longer thing than they had originally planned. Cause she yeah. like he got like a longer contract or what, however they called it. She would have been unhappy and he would have been unhappy, like whatever, if they stayed together. Like it would just mm-hmm. been uh, like the long distance thing was like that works for some people, but I just don't think like for them, it's just, it was just too, like the way their trajectory was going, there was no way that he was going to be happy in the city, which is right. where her career was going. And there was no way she was going to be happy in this like random island, mm-hmm. like outside of like just in nature. Where there's no Sephora or <laughs> no matter yeah, like, how many smoothie makers Ted gets her. Right. Um, yeah. It was so like in the end, it was really the best for her. Like, she doesn't need a man to, like, move forward with her life. She's got it. Like, the whole, mm-hmm. like, her whole, like, growth in art is all about, like, her trying to figure, like, discover herself, figure out, like, what she wanted to do, and, like, put herself in, a, like, a path mm-hmm. where she's going to be, like, really successful. Absolutely. And, like, yeah. And with Ted, like, like, Ted was necessary in, in the in the parts in which, like, she was understanding to learn how to be less selfish mm-hmm. and more giving mm-hmm. in, in terms of a romantic relationship. And, like, I, this is really hard because I had just watched the episode, the season four finale. No, five finale. Season four finale. God, this is when we did need to know. <laughs> episode where, like, they get back together finally. So yeah. Four. Um, that was for Singles Week. Singles Week, yes. Yeah. And, like, I had just finished that episode, and it was just, you know, like, everyone, like, you're rooting for them, and you're, like, really excited that it, like, happened, and you saw her be vulnerable, and she just continues to be vulnerable. I think mm-hmm. what's so great with this season is she continues to be vulnerable. Even though the next episode she like tries to rebound and it was really weird and gross. I was just being honest. Yeah, it was really weird and gross. And as hard as it might have been, it was so proud of Donnie for kind of stepping in and then yeah. admitting that, you know, since he wasn't able to be there and protect her yeah. in her teen years and stuff. Yeah. He kind of was, you know, in a, you know, making up for lost time. And I just, that was a really good moment with, with those two and just kind of seeing that family just becoming closer, you know, the closest as they've ever been and wanting to be close and trying to be close and be there for each other and making those efforts. And it was a great, it was a great father daughter moment. Yeah. And I think like, like with David and Alexis, like they have some like really strong moments in this season like starting right off the bat with like the first episode when they go mm-hmm. to the wedding venue and and like she like David's just kind of being really what's the word like irritable like not really letting her like being really stubborn mm-hmm. about her because she's like leaving she's yeah kind of, kind of mad about it and they haven't actually really had like a true conversation about it it sounded like in terms of like his feelings towards her leaving anyways yeah I loved that whole little exchange where they finally both just kind of apologized to each other for their behavior towards each other and why they were behaving that way and then right before that Alexis found out she read her ticket wrong and right. so she was she wasn't leaving for another month she thought she was leaving that day and so she presents it as you know she doesn't admit to it right away right. and she goes and reaches out and like touches David's face all oh, so and he was just like what what are you doing this is not it like it was okay until she she just did that weird moment like yeah. he was like, He's like, okay, yeah, I'm... Immediately I'm suspicious. And then he's like, no, this is not... You are, some, you are hiding something. You misread that ticket, didn't you? Again! <laughs> Again! 
She wasn't the only one. Billy Zane misread the ticket too, because it was for Kate Winslet's wedding. <laughs> it's really, that one I did, that in the incident, I did manage to, to squeeze in recently. So, um, <laughs> you like purposely rewatched the incident. Oh my God. <laughs> it was just, I was making dinner and it just continued playing. I, my hands were dirty. I couldn't skip anything. <laughs> I mean, like, it was a really funny episode and like the parts in which Moira is trying to understand technology is like very funny because she's like, oh, I'm a star, like I can live stream and be like in people's ears and they're going to have to pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what greater tool is it for her to do like a takeover or something and have everyone focus on her? It just—it sounds like a perfect thing Moira would love. Oh yeah. It also oh, yeah. be terrible at and like should never be on. Yeah, clearly. So. But, yeah. yeah. But also in that episode, we kind of get that first taste of Johnny wanting to expand the motel business. Yes. Also, another very cringy moment because they show up to the motel that they're looking to buy, thinking they're going to talk to oh, Benny. Yeah. That's right. And it's his funeral. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. That's why this episode is the worst. <laughs> There's so many moments in which I'm like, oh no. Like, it took me forever to understand exactly what happened at the motel. Like, the David thing, like, I totally understand, like, and you can skip a little and still understand the context. That one, like, it just, I had to watch it enough times to be like, oh. <laughs> Oh, but you did it. <laughs> yeah, that one is, that one, yeah, probably had maybe the most yes. cringy well, hard to watch. Very cringeworthy stuff that was really hard. They were like, oh, okay, cool. They're not FBI. <laughs> that was the best part, I thought, when she's yeah, like, no. oh. Yeah, I like that part. Like, I knew the feds would show up, but not at the, you know, and at it is wake. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> Benny and, and Betty. Going back to Alexis, because I wanted to um, talk about, so yeah, she, she tries to rebound, falls into a depression. What episode am I thinking of? Oh, the bachelor party. Yeah. They, Stevie plans like a bachelor party for David and Patrick. They have, they're doing one of those escape rooms because Patrick and his family are super into it. Come to find out that David gets into it. And then Alexis just fucking nails like all those last handful of clues. Yeah. And it's like all those years of Alexis being Alexis around the world and getting into all those crazy situations that we've heard about throughout the years, like paid off in this scenario where it's like, look, all these maybe useless skills are useful in this scenario and so what else are you capable of and yeah and she came out of her depression decided that yeah I'm gonna go at this alone yeah I loved that episode I thought it was I just I loved watching Alexis just killing it and then you know Johnny trying to get his cell phone and David getting super into it and getting competitive (laughs) oh my gosh it was uh it was such an intense episode, and it was, yeah, I think that her arc was such a, I think she changed the most, probably. I think David's close up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with, with Johnny, it was pretty steady, and same with Moira, in certain sense, and we can go into it more, but, like, with Alexis, there's a huge transformation from, like, this girl who, like, was only thinking of herself who, like, would go on these adventures without her family, she'd just be the loner, honestly, in comparison to to David. And then, like, learning how to be there for family, learning how to, like, be a, her, her own person, not just this, like, someone who just goes out randomly to random places just for the thrill mm-hmm. of it. And, like, finding herself and, like, being like accomplishing things like I think it's just yeah she she's just so yeah she just her arc was like really really perfect for her yeah yeah so I yeah, loved it um her arc her story when we talked about the first time we talked about it I think I mentioned that her arc and her growth and everything had been my favorite at least you know up to that point right. and, I, and I and I maintain that I mean throughout the 
last season and, and finale and everything. She was, she's the most, I was, I was the most impressed by, the happiest for, the proudest for. Yeah. <laughs> Good for Alexis. I was, yeah, like I said, that as soon as everything started clicking in and she's like, well, this and, you know, Europe's a country and I know because, you know, went there for, who was it that took her? It doesn't matter, but she's like, so she's still throwing in her little stories. Right. Bam, they're free. And then that was what she needed to give herself that boost to continue her her progress and her her trajectory. So, yay, Alexis. Yay, Alexis. Should we, I mean, we started talking about Johnny a little bit. Yeah. Go and go into him, or we can start with David. It's either. Let, let's do Johnny. Okay, because I think with Johnny, Johnny's trajectory ties really close to Stevie's in some ways, too. So it might be, we might need to talk to them both about both of them. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. But, <laughs> I just, let me start with, like, in lieu of Johnny, like, in conjunction with Johnny, like, Stevie's trajectory has been super interesting because she has been this person that, like, it's been, this is her hometown. She hasn't left. She works at the motel because she inherited it, right? Mm-hmm. And so she takes this, a moment in this season to just try to explore her other options instead of just being behind, like, a desk, like, this one, like, static thing that she's been doing. Yeah. I think it's really funny, because, so, like, a big episode for it was the job interview one, which is after the incident, so this episode, she, um, goes, she goes to, like, a job, is it, like, a job, what's one of those things where, like, they call, like, you just go to see... Kind of an open call, yeah, um, but, yeah, the, uh, Larry Air. <laughs> Larry Air. And David decides to join her for some reason, which I thought was like really weird. Cause I'm like, David, you have your you have a business. You're not you don't need that a job. Was that his little way of supporting Stevie? Really competitive. Yeah. <laughs> In like yeah, the I weirdest think, way. <laughs> I did I did think that that, that was a little weird that he went and applied for it as well, but yeah, I guess I guess that's kind of how I had to, you know, rationalize it was well, that's his way of supporting his friend, and you know, because they're they're kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> they just give each other a bunch of shit, just kind of fuck with each other a little bit. And but, that's true, but like Stevie called him out on wearing Patrick's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was like, I think she said. It looked like a school, like a pastor's outfit or something. Youth pastor. Youth pastor. And he's like, this is Patrick's book. <laughs> I think it was really funny that he, like, decided to just dress up like Patrick for this interview. Well, you know, yeah, he did have to wear something a little more churchy, I guess. Yeah. Something with a button down and not yeah. a furry sweater or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was an entertaining episode, but yeah, no, I loved, um, I loved Stevie's arc, and I think that it was, it was appropriate, you know, like, appropriate, I, you know, on one hand, a part of me, I think, wanted to see her, when the season started, like, really, like, take off, and, and really go out and explore things, and maybe Cabaret was going to be a big jumping off point for her for maybe theater stuff, so when she decided to kind of take a step back from the motel, check out uh Larry Air that not working out um and then eventually going back to the motel stuff I was like but I think that that fits the character it works with who (laughs) she is and that you know I think a a big any kind of big major spike for her might have been in a sense unrealistic for the character I mean, I will say, I think she did take a leap in a way. Because, like, even though she's going back to the motel, she brought, what she did was she came back into it with a proposal. Right. To make it, to, like, kind of push what she was going to do into a bigger realm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're absolutely right. I guess I meant um, less motel-related right. and more just... Like, she's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I thought... Th- this works. It was perfect. It was perfect for her. She just, yeah. she had to know that she could. Right. That she could leave if she yeah. wanted to. I think, like, this puts her into, like, a more, like, businesswoman-y, 
like position because she's going to be in charge of stuff she's going to like not just run the front desk she's going to like be like she's using Shit's Creek as a home station but like mm-hmm. she'll be going around and helping open stuff up like it's really something that I think I'm like really proud of Steve Stevia getting to because because like she kind of it went from like her not really having a say of what she's doing to like taking charge of the situation and making it better for herself absolutely herself yeah now I I do wonder um would she have been you know because when we first meet her she's just kind of like yeah this is my life I work in the motel I grew up here never left you know like you said almost like like accepted that she's gonna she's there she's more or less quote-unquote stuck in Schitt's Creek right with no like maybe ambition or any drive to do anything else do you think she would have had the roses not lost their fortune and moved into the motel do you think Stevie ever would have made the the leaps that she did and made these changes do you think if she would have just stayed the owner of the motel well maybe not if because Johnny her aunt would have still died the roses wouldn't have been there and Johnny wouldn't have been there to help her manage it so she likely would have just sold it and then just who knows what she would have done yeah like 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 definitely I think she would have sold the motel mm -hmm. um I don't know what she would be doing yeah I like to think that the uh the roses helped to inspire Stevie to I mean, I think it was always in her, but the roses were definitely a catalyst, especially Johnny's relationship with her, like, having, like, them, roses becoming almost like family to her, but, like, I think Johnny being there to be like, hey, no, like, let me help you manage this motel, let's try these things, some of these things failed, because, like, he made some mistakes in the beginning of his tenure like renting the hotels part-time to maybe not such great business yeah legal operation yeah his Um, little typo on the coasters oh my gosh on the tweeters (laughs) oh my gosh yes like a few things but like i think like overall um yeah i think we should talk a little bit more about like Johnny's like because I think in part like with Stevie her arc is like very like talking about like a very good like she changes through the season Mm -hmm. but she does it for the better and then very realistic and not like oh suddenly she's doing this like random other thing that sometimes shows will do like you're like Mm -hmm. oh okay it's gonna end like this that doesn't make any sense for this character Yeah. yeah Yep. So yeah, her growth, her everything, her storyline was perfect. These, I mean, all the characters are so well written, and yeah. their growth is just so realistic for these people that you, you come to know and love right. over six seasons, and you just—it's just very grounded in that sense, and yeah. but still very hilarious and heartwarming, and cry your eyeballs out. So, but yeah, Johnny's hard for me because, like, I feel like. His is like he, like he is a businessman. He just it just took him, like he just got knocked off of his feet. He's a very like, like he had struggled. He struggled a little bit to figure out what he wanted to do, like what business venture he wanted to take. Mm-hmm. And and like the the motel kind of fell into his lap, in a sense, because he yeah. just happened to be there. Yeah. <laughs> um and before she sold the motel you know I mean like Mm -hmm. it would be and like he's empathetic too obviously because otherwise like sometimes I feel like some people would be like oh this is your thing right and just be like nope that's good good luck with that no it's I mean like yes he had some concern that the selling of the motel means they wouldn't have a place to stay but like he was always looking for a business venture. Yeah. And he just slowly grew it. And that kind of just, in that, and then like connecting with his kids more. Mm-hmm. Connect, like being more of a family than they were before. Yep. 
I'll just say, like, I think the Christmas episode, like, highlighted that, like, difference. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest, like, the most out of, like, of all the episodes. I know that's, like, not in season six, but, like. Yeah, but. Yeah. I don't know if we were able to talk about it last time. I don't know. I don't. But no, I, I agree, though, to, in that Christmas episode, because now suddenly Johnny wants to celebrate Christmas and get yeah. the tree and, and have a little party and everything, and everything's just not going, no. it's not panning out like he's picturing it, and the tree is just sad and broken, right. and that part was hilarious. But, like, at um, the same time, like, you see the flashbacks from before, and you're mm-hmm. like, they were not really there. Each no, other. no. He just was like kind of on his own at the end of it, mm-hmm. and instead, like, yeah, they everything got stripped away, but he has his family now, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's I and I like Johnny's arc in that sense that he became more more focused on on family. Like, yeah, he was still trying to find like a business and something to do because right. you know there was few seasons back the one episode he ends up getting drunk and oh after he gets kicked out of like Bob's garage because he was trying to do different businesses and everything and he just was starting to fall like in a sense like fall apart you know he got drunk he's just like everyone else you know the rest of the family's doing stuff I haven't I can't seem to catch my footing and 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 have luck in anything and then yeah the the motel like you said kind of fell in his lap and that was what he needed to keep him going and then he got to really work from home <laughs> yeah. you know and then his family's all right there too and then in the small town so it just kind of built up on more of Johnny focusing on on family and, and being together yeah I really I really enjoyed seeing Johnny kind of grow in that set not that it wasn't not that that was absent in right. the early seasons but really like embracing it and being the family dad now yeah I think like with Moira and Johnny like I think that they both were growing to like understand their children more mm-hmm. in the end I mean like I th- Moira's arc is really like her trying to come back into like what she loves to do which is acting mm-hmm. but still being there for her kids in some ways I don't know. Moira is the hardest to pin down for the arc, for her arc, for me. Yeah, because we see that she's just always, you know, complaining about the town and, you know, not the happiest there, I suppose, you know, out of the out of the four of them. But I think, you know, because we see in the last episode when, <laughs> when she officiates the wedding in the most amazing Moira outfit ever. Moira outfit. Oh my lord! When those when those curtains pulled back and she stood there, Tim and I—I I mean, I was already crying from the Jazz Gals, you know, singing and you know, yeah. uh, singing like the Mariah Carey songs and everything. And she <laughs> she came out with like the wig wrapped in the hat. I just started busting out laughing. But while she's doing the wedding and everything, she gets you know she's getting all choked up, and not just because it's David, but she starts kind of talking about the town a little bit. And you get that sense that it means more to her than it appears. Right. But I think all the townspeople know how much Moira does deep, 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 deep down. Love love the the people of Schitt's Creek and loves Schitt's Creek. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, (laughs) you remember, like, the protest? Which episode was the protest? And, like, she, she said something not so great about the town. And then there was protesters, the nicest protesters. Mm-hmm. I love their signs too. Like, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And yes, just exactly. like the most polite. Yeah. Which one was that? Um, it, it's not the biggest deal, but it was, I mean, like, it was so great. Um, <laughs> I would say like Moira's like interactions with like Moira and Alexis relationship grew so much mm-hmm. throughout these six seasons because it began with like them not really knowing how to talk to each other at all Moira and the note cards and oh the yes <laughs> and because like 
David was always there. Like David was there. David was the one that was left behind. Yeah. Like, like he said, and, um, and like always having to save Alexis from her, like all her misadventures. Mm-hmm. So like Alexis and and um, Moira never had like a very strong relationship, and they definitely like grew and became like such a, a much more strong, like a much more stronger. They have a much stronger. Like I can't talk today. They have a much stronger relationship now than they ever did before. And I think like if we could measure anything like that, like relationship growing, because like Johnny and Moira has always been solid. Like yeah. that was never gonna break. Like, you yeah. learn more about their relationship and how strong it is, but it was never gonna break. No. <laughs> and like <laughs> and Moira and David have this like understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. Like that is. Yeah, go ahead. Well, because I was going to say, she when they get all drunk in the episode Moira Rosé, which I think that one might be my favorite episode. Um, <laughs> only if, if for nothing else, it's because they're sitting at the winery, yeah. at the Herb Erkfergringer's winery. Yeah. And she goes on that little monologue about, you know, what type of grapes they are and complimentary. And I... It was so beautiful and you know how her and David they they have a stronger stronger nodes to them or whatever whereas Patrick and Johnny are more subtle but it all kind of works out and everything and then then Johnny and Patrick walk in and she's like there's our designated grapes (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's a good episode it's not Mm -hmm. only like you see, like, Patrick's fondness of David at the end of it, because, like, he's so trash, like, mm-hmm. so drunk, and she, and he's like, yep, this is, this is my guy. Yeah. Here he is. I will take him home. And, and like, their conversation, like, Patrick's and, and Johnny's conversation was also very sweet. It, it was, it was so, Johnny's just kind of fumbling over his word can't find the right words and so Patrick just kind of in a sense takes it over and is like well I've always wanted to say and and then they have that moment and then you know they hit the home team hits the home run and they cheer and they they do their high five hand grab and oh it was just it was was an overall great episode because it was a cult episode yes which I I thought was hilarious yes (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite part about the cult bit in that episode was when they, when Alexis realizes it's a cult. Yeah. And Twyla's like, oh, you didn't know that? My mom brought me here for spring break. <laughs> like, Twyla just being Twyla, like, oh, oh I love her so much. <laughs> She's secretly rich. Like, oh my God. What? A million dollars. Ending. I was not expecting that. I love it, but yeah. Yeah, that was a fun episode and a sweet one. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess we should talk about, can we talk about David and Patrick? Absolutely. Let's talk about David and Patrick. I think for David, I think that this season, especially, just kind of drove, drove home that he didn't need to live in New York, doesn't need to live in New York. I think it's like he just didn't. It was something that he was secret, like probably always yearning for, and and like made the decision at the end of the day that Patrick wasn't going to be happy there. Therefore, he wasn't going to be happy there. Mm-hmm. There was like all these other elements, like him trying to invite people from New York to come to his wedding, even though like they were never there for him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they be there for him now? Yeah. Yeah. I loved that moment with David and Stevie because David finds out that Patrick had inquired about buying a house that David had mentioned that kind of in passing that he liked. That was cute. So Stevie and and David are looking at it and that whole conversation and that scene had me a blubbery fucking mess because I mean David's like bawling and Stevie's crying and she's like why do you want to be with people that we're so mean to you. Why can't yeah. you basically like stay here? I we love you. <laughs> and you know, and David says, I want to show them that I've won. 
and Stevie's like, look around you. You won. You don't need to rub it in their face or anything. Yeah. You just they're not worth Yeah. They're not they're worth the time. Yeah. No. He was ne- he was never happy because there was he had all these issues like with self-worth. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, some of it is on him because like but it was also like the people he surrounded himself with who only wanted him for his money. Yeah. Really. What he yep. could do for them and never what they could do. Like it was never a balanced relationship. It was always on the shorter stick of it. Yep. Yep. So like yep. This season, like alone, just like kind of hooked that idea that, like, especially in the beginning when they were like so wrapped up with trying to leave, trying to get back to New York, it just settled that it was not is not a place for him. And really, like, for him and Patrick to grow, like this, like it was Shit's Creek, and that moment in after that discussion with Stevie, and then he like surprises Patrick with the home. Like, that was such a pivotal moment for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you knew, like, Patrick was going to do, like, Patrick's going to be with David, like, regardless of what happens. But you know he was dragging his feet about New York. Like, he wasn't, he was going to do it, but he wasn't going to be happy about it. Yeah, he wasn't going to, he wasn't excited about it, but he, yeah. he loves David enough to follow him anywhere. But no, it was, I was, and I was so, so happy and so proud that, you know, David, that, he did decide and, and broke it to the family over <laughs> after stealing all the slices of pizza. He was going to stay. Family all kind of had announced what their plans were going to be because right. they, they, you know, Johnny, Roland, and Stevie, they made the pitch on doing a whole big, buying all the roadside motel, motels and turning them into rosebuds. Fuck, where was I going with that? I don't know. Only you would know. Oh yeah, because they're all just talking about where they're all going. So David decides that he's gonna stay there. The the motel thing's taken off. Moira's back on the sunrise sunset. Amazing. That, and, and all of that was great too. We need right. to go back to that oh, for a little bit. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. Um, and then and Alexis decides that she's just gonna go ahead and yeah, just go to New York and do her own thing. Because she finds after she finds out Twyla is a multimillionaire. Twyla goes and she's like a little gift a little startup money to help you out and Alexis turned it down and she's like if I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it all on my own right hurry up and take the check from me (laughs) so that was another big Alexis moment um about wanting to make it on her own but yeah there was that they'd all decided now they were all parting ways it was kind of sad but it good at the same time they're yeah, all heading off to do good things right i mean it's it's really funny though like this all six seasons like it was about them becoming closer and closer together and understanding how to be a family together mm-hmm. when there was like because money kind of kept them in their different orbs like you know their their different circles yep and then at the end of season six the end of the show they all end up going their separate ways again but as a stronger family and like with the understanding that you know that they're going to see each other more they're going to connect more they're going to still like be in each other's lives much more so than they were at the beginning of season one when they like were kind of thrown into a situation that they did not want to be thrown in which is a random town random place stuck with together yep in a motel, in a little motel with a, just a conjoining door. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't lock. That doesn't lock. You tried to fix it. Oh, Lord. Yeah. um, Um, Was I, I had a, I do want to mention that, like, I do want to kind of talk about Moira's, like, in Sunrise, Sunset. mm Mm-hmm. Yep, her like the, the soap opera that she was on and then it's yeah. being rebooted and yeah. they want her back. Right. So like, I would, I just want to, I just want to mention like with um, Alexis being like binging that show and then being like, you kind of like, they kind of threw you around. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of X, Y, and Z and that you should stand your ground on this, like on these discussions. And then, so she did. And then they were like, okay, 
we can't afford that. Mm-hmm. But then they real, realize that, like, everyone knows. Moira was a star. Yeah. And they, they didn't need that what's his guy who was such, like, so jealous that he, like, threw her, un, like, under the bus all the time and, like, wrote her off so many times because she was doing so much better than he was. Yeah. They don't so, need him. So let Moira think that she negotiated her contract. She negotiated herself out of her own contract or, right. you know, that it was essentially her fault. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. They totally should. And Alexis pinning that all, you know, putting that all together yeah. during her um, depression state, you know, laying in bed, binge watching sunrise, sunset, yeah. becoming the moderator of some fan site or something (laughs) (laughs) even Um, when she's down she's still taking charge exactly and moira brings that up to her as well she's like if that's what if you can do that like that like laying in bed and all unkept and everything just imagine what you can do and then the episode after that is the bachelor party where she kicks ass so yeah yeah all worked out great but yeah moira and sunrise sunset i thought for her to initially you know, make those demands and and throw in a tennis bracelet, you know, like Miffy has to be written off and pay me this much and a tennis bracelet for shits and giggles, essentially. Right. And I was, I thought that was a a pretty big thing for Moira, you know, considering how much she's been like wanting to get out of town, like this was her chance, but no, her, she listened to her daughter who was absolutely right that they screwed, screwed her out of her show and everything way back when. And kind of in a sense took that chance on trusting Alexis and believing Alexis and then standing up for herself and yeah Yeah. and making those demands and I was like and then she seemed content with the fact that her demands weren't going to be met you know what I mean but then it came back around and they're like they sent her the the bracelet and it was just like a yeah I guess I characterize her art like as it was it her art is hard because like it is. But her goal is the same. Her goal is all is always been the same. Mm-hmm. It's to like get back into showbiz and get back into that life. But her like ethical, emotional like core has been stronger. I don't know if that's yeah. the right terminology. But you know, like she, her like bond and her like understanding of things and her ability to like not just stand up for herself but for perhaps other people, like I think it's stronger than it was yeah. before. Yeah. 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 I agree. Let's talk a little bit about the wedding before we like like I think Ab- it's a big lie at the end. Absolutely. Um, real quick, I just wanna kind of bring up some of our some of the side characters. We won't yeah. go too into depth, but um poor Bob. <laughs> well, we knew it was coming. It was it was like written on the wall yeah. from the beginning. When he like Gwen kept doing like really crazy stuff to Bob. Mm-hmm. It's definitely him out. yeah, it's definitely behavior in which was like you're not wanted, and he just mm-hmm. didn't understand. Yeah, and it sucks. For yeah, him. yeah. I, I did feel for I I felt for Bob. I, I was. I was very proud of uh, Roland and Johnny and Ronnie trying to help him, and then of yeah. course Ronnie being like, "I'm." I'm a way better wingman than either of you. And now I'm going home because I proved my point. Um, Roland, still good old Roland, but man, did he come through in that last shot with the sign? Oh, he did. Oh, Oh, he did. Yeah. I loved it. Well, whatever. But yeah, he adjusted the sign. So they've got all the roses are on there and oh, it was just so beautifully well done. Full circle. Um, Jocelyn, not in a whole hell of a lot, but I kind of remember her being, um, some of the lines, some of her lines just in this season, just being hilarious and a little bitey. And yeah. I loved it. And I was like, damn. Oh, um, the, like her and Moira, like when, what, like when it wasn't like the Crows movie was just not for her. And like Moira was just like really kind of pretending not to be upset but was definitely upset about that mm-hmm. and then, then she like wrote a re- like a little review for her and it was just really sweet and I loved jo- uh, Joc- Jocelyn's reasoning for 
reserving any kind of reaction, you know, right. and she explains to Moira that she's like, I just, I've seen you get up excited about things so many times. I just, she was concerned. She was concerned yeah. for Moira and, you know, in the closet, not getting locked in a closet again or anything, but, and then Ronnie, when Ronnie finds out that they're leaving, the roses are now leaving Schitt's Creek and they're going to New York. Ronnie gets a little verklempt during the, uh, jazz gals session when they meet up when, Moira first tells him she wipes a little tear she's like I just need time to prepare I was like oh Ronnie you big softy I, <laughs> I also love that they're like him her and Patrick not not friends <gasps> everything she does okay great for David she loves David not cool with Patrick and that brings us to the wedding. So the wedding gets rained out. And so they're trying to enlist the town's help and Patrick and, and Johnny and everyone. And and Ronnie just point blank says, she's like, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for David. And it's like, I just love how they throw in those little reminders that Ronnie hates Patrick. Like, I don't know if Ronnie like hates, hates Patrick. Like, but I think that she's leaned into like being very disgruntled towards him because mm-hmm. once you try to cross over Ronnie, that's it. <laughs> that's it. She's, she's not having it. Yeah. Oh, she does not care. Yeah. She does not. And I think even David or someone at one point says like, yeah, no, she does not care for him. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, like the whole town like comes together and, to like help them like, have a wedding and yeah. it's still really beautiful but like alexis by like was so oh my god she just like wanted to be like she just wanted to do the right thing and she ends up buying a fucking <laughs> which at the same time of like david being so detail oriented about his wedding why did she why was he not there to help her i don't why didn't he just choose it Right. That's what most people do. <laughs> they make a decision. They're like, "You're that's what you're wearing." Yep. Stevie's outfit was great, though. Oh, I loved her. Yeah. And Perfect. then I liked it, you know, when they got to the wedding and everything, and Alexis starts freaking out. She's like, "Oh my God, you're right. I, you know, we, I, this is a wedding dress. I don't want to ruin anything." And then it was like that little moment with Roland and Johnny. And I also love that. I think I noticed that Roland and Jocelyn are sitting in the front row with. Johnny and well not Moira but I think and I well, no, that first or second row but either way I was like I like that they were up close you know what I mean because they're the closest to the family yeah whether they like it or not yeah. I mean Roland stood up for Johnny like they have their like disagreements yeah. but like Roland has always been there for them yeah and I always and I felt that so we didn't really we kind of didn't talk about like the presidential suite episode. So they're cleaning out the original like yeah. Benny's motel before they do their big pitch and everything. Nice big suite. Johnny and Moira decide to just kind of sneak a, a little getaway overnight getaway after telling uh, Jocelyn and Roland no, who then show up because they're like, okay, we're going to sneak. We're part, you know, we're part owners now. Right. But the whole, they're a little back and forth with their JFK impressions. Oh my God. So good. So good. Both of them, they're, they're not that great. Roland, no. Roland's misquoting and okay. they just kind of stand there for a second going back and Johnny's like, no, it's like this. And yeah. Moira's they're just beelining wrong. it for the door. And mm-hmm. I just thought that was a nice, sweet moment to show that they are friends, like how, how close they truly are that it, I, it's kind of weird how it processes in my brain, but I was like, yeah. they're friends. <laughs> No, I mean, they're definitely friends. Yeah. I think their relationship will continue. I mean, obviously they will because they're business partners now. Mm -hmm. And they will finally be able to kick out the random subletters because they're going to make some money now. I think, like, overall, this this final season was such a good way to, like, close out all those loose ends and, like, have, like, like, all the arcs were all really believable but give them, like, believable but, like, beautiful endings for like yeah. each, all of them yeah and just so well well written well done well acted well performed right um just tugging at 
all of the heartstrings and then punching the old funny bone. So you're just like back and forth through some of it. Yeah. But I, I love this show. I'm so, I'm sad that it's over, but it, this last season and the finale were just so perfect that I love that they went out, Dan Levy went out on, on his terms. You know, he had a story to tell. He told it, told it perfectly. The end. I'm just, I'm glad we have streaming services to watch them. <laughs> watch them again and again. And Until again. the grid goes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a season I don't need to spend more time with because I feel like it isn't, per se, my favorite season. Because last seasons never tend to be odd. They, ha- they have to end and you're like, oh, they have, like, it's kind of, like, overshadowed by that. The fact mm-hmm. that it's ending most of the time. Um, but it doesn't, but it, it's such a, it's a season that you can definitely, like, spend time in and like it was a good like goodbye season it's a really good goodbye season it was it really was and I'm sure there's probably more I can think of to say about this show as I continue to rewatch it forever and ever yeah um but you know we'll go ahead and just kind of close out this series I know we didn't talk about individually each season but our first recording we kind of (laughs) kind of hit the high points but Thank you for being my uh, Schitt's Creek cohort during Yay. for our little chats. Hopefully we'll, we'll find something new and figure something out down the road and That's still right. kind of be able to at least have this to be able to see and visit and do little and still be a tolerable on my, <laughs> I, I want to tolerate you for a very long time. Sounds good. We will <laughs> figure it out. There's always a good place, but yes, I, I'm so glad I was able to talk about Shit's Creek with you. I think we like both had mentioned it in passing a few times and then like And then a pandemic hit and Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. Um it was such a good season and I'm like so happy that like Dan Levy was able like brought this together and like he like had the control to do it the way he Mm -hmm. wanted to do it. So I think if it just ended like there's like some shows they just get dragged on and on and on and then it becomes a point in which some of the seasons don't even matter anymore absolutely yep no this this is good I would say almost all season like yeah all the seasons are rewatchable I'd say the first season is the hardest but once you get through it and you kind of know who the characters are and where they where they're going it's a little more palatable still not my top but if I'm doing a rewatch I'm I'll start at the very beginning. I don't care. I think it's, I think it's fine now. Yeah. But I think, yeah, we, I think I have to go. So. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for being on today, Jamie. And we'll talk soon, hopefully. And thanks for listening, everyone. And keep streaming. Bye. Bye.